Hi, it's Michael Kerr here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Over the next three weeks, I'll be chatting with Norman Hall, who founded a business called Exit by Design. He came from a family business uh, that was started by his wife that successfully sold. He was um, a shareholder and director in that. So he brings that experience of a business owner to the conversation. He also, prior to that, had experience in in banking, uh, lending to medium-sized businesses. So uh, he, he brings to the conversation uh, the perspective of a business owner as well as the perspective of an advisor. And over the next, uh, including today, the next three episodes, we're going to talk about the need for exit planning, some of the some of the mechanics of exit planning, some of the outcomes from from planning generally that may lead to an exit, but may lead just to an owner having a a more successful and more sustainable business. So it's um it's a conversation that runs over three weeks. Um, today's the first, uh, and in this episode, Norman sets the scene for um, how and why he got the spark to start exit by design. The big tip is it was as a result of getting a good outcome from the sale of the family business. And then over the next few weeks, we'll we'll dig in more to the mechanics of exit planning and um, Norman's direct experience working with clients. Let's go to that first chat now. Welcome into another edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast. Um, Today, Norman Hall from Exit by Design is joining me. Uh, welcome in today, Norman. Hi, Michael, and uh, thanks for inviting me. No, it's uh, it's an, it's uh, my pleasure to have you on as a, as a, a an expert in your area. And um, what we're going to be covering today, Norman's got uh, a lot of deep experience with the exit process for business owners, and um, I'll get Norman just to give us uh, a little bit about your personal background leading up to your current business exit by design and then then we'll we'll get stuck into some conversation about the mechanics of of exit planning okay well hopefully you won't find this uh too boring but uh i've actually got a bachelor of applied economics uh, where i majored in uh, business management and marketing and uh 
for uh, rural sort of background, uh, I went to the University of New England up in uh, in New South Wales. So uh, spent many years in uh, in rural New South Wales and. Uh, uh, also married a, a a girl off the land. Oh yeah. Um, I've I've also got uh, some uh, graduate qualifications in banking and finance because uh, I spent uh, about fifteen years working for National Australia Bank. Yeah. Um, I spent most of my time at the bank in business, corporate, and private banking, and I have to admit. Uh, the, the time I enjoyed the most there was uh, in the private banking and uh, medium business um, areas. Um, I also spent uh, about five years working and living in the United States um, when we had an opportunity to move over there. And uh, I've also, uh, until recently, been a, a member of Family Business Australia. Our uh, family business was uh, a member for about 13 years. So that's oh, was, about, that, was that the reason you were in the US with the family business? Well, I'd actually uh, left the, the NAB at the time and uh, my wife uh, was uh, working for a software company and they had an opportunity to move over to the United States. And I said, hey, I've got nothing else to do. I'll go with you. And uh, so we uh, hopped on a plane and uh, enjoyed uh, Colorado and uh, the surrounding uh, states for, for five years. Right, and 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 look, we had a, a brief conversation uh, a few days ago, um, but I, I think was that a real uh, pivotal time that you were heavily involved in that business with your, or your wife founded it, um, but it sold, and I think that was a big part of of uh, the next step for you, which was creating the exit by design business because you'd been so intimately involved with a with an exit. Is that? A fair summary? Um, well, it, 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 it's close. Um, at the time when we moved to the United States, um, uh, my wife was their general manager. Um, but uh, we came back and we actually bought the business from them. And uh, oh, okay. at the time, they were uh, a software company based in New South Wales and uh, Victoria. And uh, over a 13-year, 15-year period, we grew up to be in uh, New South Wales, the ACT, Queensland, South Australia and Victoria, um, most of the states. And uh, we sort of ran the business together, although she was a CEO because she had the, the software background and I had the, the finance, admin, marketing, business background to um, uh, complement uh, what she was doing. And uh, we had a... Uh, uh, an opportunity to sell the business and um, at the time I uh, has, had the the desire, if you like, to uh, retire and take things easy, become a kept man uh, and let my wife uh, keep working because uh, she was going to move uh, with the business uh, to the new owners. And um, unfortunately, I had several of my uh, colleagues get into my ear and uh, convinced me to uh, to start Exit by Design and pass on uh, my uh, my experience. Um, the, the funny thing was that over a, a five or eight year period, whilst owning the other business, uh, we'd actually been um, implementing and going through the whole process, if you like, of planning to exit a business, um, even though we weren't, uh, I suppose, consciously doing it at the time. Uh, both her experience and my experience 
were sort of being brought together saying, we need to do this, we need to do that, we've got kids, we have to make sure that they're covered, all those sorts of things. Um, so, were you, were you um, calling, but you weren't calling it exit planning either in, the, in, the, in what we might understand to be the definition of that now, was, but it was getting ready to sell a business that if sold well could, you know, set you up financially or whatever. Your other yeah, precisely. Yeah, you, you're right there. Because I've been involved in uh, helping people buy and sell businesses um, over the years and I've spent a lot of time analysing businesses as part of my uh, banking roles, I had a bit of an idea of uh, what seemed to work, what didn't work. Uh, I'd seen plenty of business failures, people who got themselves into strife and had to um, sell out or be told to sell out uh, by their bank. Um, And combined with uh, my wife's accounting background as well, um, we'd seen all those sorts of things. So subconsciously, we were actually um, bringing all of that diverse experience together without, as you say, calling it uh, exit planning, um, but going through the process and um, uh, making mistakes and, um, uh, I suppose, honing uh, what we saw as the best way of uh, approaching things. And uh, I'll use an example uh, about uh, mistakes. Uh, We were talking with our external accountants, getting all our um, tax planning and structural planning in place to make sure it was all tax effective. If something happened to my wife and I and uh, the kids had to take over the business or sell the business, whatever. Um, We're also talking to um, an estate planning lawyer and we were doing it independently. And um, uh, what we sort of discovered was that the estate planning uh, lawyers were structuring our wills and that around a certain way. Our accountants were doing a, a different, more tax-efficient way from those, their perspective, but they weren't talking to each other. And as a result, we sort of realised that uh, if we pursued that further without getting them talking together, that uh, we could potentially have um, some major tax issues um, if something uh, was to happen to Trisha myself. Yeah. So um, if, if you like, that was almost my, my first inkling of um, uh, an exit by design type idea to, um, I suppose, ensure that the experts that you um, bring in together to, to help you um, are all working together and uh, actually uh, thinking in the same way. Um, but that's just... I suppose one example of uh, well, yeah. Uh, I, like I figure that with your banking and wealth management experience, you know, you, you saw it a lot, and then you you stepped into being an owner of, of a business, and so you bring it's a bit of a not a common you know uh, situation where someone has can see both you know has lived and seen both sides, being called an advisor or but but also an owner that gets advice, those, and you talked about the um, estate planning and the tax planning and the potential conflict, and I think either pieces of those advice probably quite, could be quite sound in their own, in their own way, but as you say, when, when you're talking about a, a, an, ex, a, an exit that's designed thoroughly, you've 
got to make sure all those pieces of advice line up. And so that that's probably a good segue into what you know what you do at Exit by Design and, and why. Do you want to kind of step through the the high level process you use for exiting by design? Okay. Well. Um- Exit by design, we've primarily structured it to deal with medium-sized family and privately owned businesses. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get into why we don't tend to deal with the smaller businesses uh, a bit later. Um, but um, the, the, the concepts are transferable depending on the size of the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way exit by design works is through a cooperative, if you like, of uh, experienced experts. And I'm the, uh, the ringleader, if you like, um, to help bring everything together. Because um, to do everything yourself, you'd need to be a qualified lawyer, a qualified accountant, um, a uh, qualified um, uh, valuer, et cetera, et cetera. And let's face it, there's nobody out there who's legally qualified in all of those areas. So I'm the facilitator uh, or... Um, uh, ringmaster, if yeah, you like. Yeah. And uh, what we help uh, bring business owners uh, together for is to, to help them with working out their whole exe- exit and succession planning, their business planning, structuring their organisation to make things uh, efficient, both tax-wise and management-wise, for um, uh, when they are going to exit their business making sure that we cover off on all the tax planning issues and accounting issues, uh, all the uh, the legal issues, which can be a major nightmare for anyone who um, uh, hasn't got all uh, everything planned and organised. But it goes beyond that in that people think about selling their business or exiting their business and they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to play golf or I'm going to uh, get a caravan and go around the country and that, but they, they don't really think much beyond that. So there's the, the, the retirement investment planning side of it can come into play as well. And also post-retirement post, uh, uh, or sale um, planning as well. Yeah, you can only play golf so many times a week. You can only go around Australia once. Um, but what do you actually want to do with uh, your time once you've retired? So, um, and the other thing that I haven't mentioned yet is um, – uh, sales marketing planning, and that uh, is sort of the the pre run up um, to um, to exiting, and all of those things that I've mentioned are separate issues that people need to look at, and uh, EBD for short um, doesn't necessarily have to do everything for a client, albeit that most of the uh, the people we deal with or experts we deal with have uh, have dealt with each other, so they know where each other's coming from. Um, but uh, not all uh, people or business owners uh, need to cover off on everything and they can pick and choose what uh, what they want us to um, uh, get involved in. But and- I imagine they're, they're, even in that deciding what is needed and what isn't, you still need a wise head f- for someone, an owner, to say, well, look, that maybe you don't need that right now. I mean, it's... To, you know, in isolation, you know, owners get very busy and they, they a lot of them have a good relationship with their existing accountant. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not you know, straightforward to kind of even just pick and choose um, 
which yeah. advice you need and when. So that's why that that ring ring um, ringmaster analogy I think is so 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 strong. Yeah, look, you're you're right there, um, Michael. Um, business owners tend to be very good at what they do and very passionate about what they do. And not that their their clients always see that passion, but that I see it. And um, uh, what they tend to be is time poor when it comes to considering activities that they need to do outside of their core business. And um, uh, the example I quite often use is that a business owner has probably got 100 things on their list of things to do. And they might have their exit planning issues, albeit they might not necessarily recognise them as exit planning issues, within their top 10. And then their biggest client walks in the door and says, oh, I've got a problem with this, I need it solved, and I need it done yesterday. And what happens is all of those other ancillary activities that they need to address, such as exit planning or um, succession or... um, uh, legal issues that they've got to do, they they get put to the bottom yeah. of the list. Three years go past before the the business owner comes back to addressing those issues. And if they're fifty seven years old, three years have passed and they're sixty, they should be yeah. either retiring or uh, or um, very close to retiring. Um, and um, if uh, if they don't have someone helping. Uh, push them along, then those things just never get done. Um, I'll give you an example. I was out meeting with a um, uh, a person in the HVAC industry um, about a month ago, and he's 63 so this is or ventilation and cooling, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Uh, sorry, I, I shouldn't use acronyms. It's, no, a, it's okay. a bad habit to, to be in. But um, he was 63 or 64 from memory. And he's wanted to retire from his business for a couple of years now, but but he hasn't been able to um, because busy's, business has been quite busy. And at the same time, he hasn't been able to devote any time to uh, getting all the things in place that he needed to do. And he recognised it, but he didn't have anyone on his back um, continually working with him to um, address those sorts of issues. And as a result, 63, 64, he couldn't do it. The sort of business he's in, it's probably going to take him another three or four years to mm. get yeah, ready to exit his business. And he's talking late 60s, um, potentially pushing up to 70. And, yeah, which um, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. time is precious. I mean, I've, I've, I know lots of owners who, you know, fit and healthy and, and Love the idea of staying in their business, but you know, I think that you know this um, personal choice of you know when to exit is you know it's going to be different. You know, um, just on today's edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast, talking with Norman Hall from Exit by Design. So, what what do I think would be worthwhile, um, Norman, just going to now is the triggers. I, th- I think we both agree that some form of planning for yourself and your business is nobody's going to say that's a bad idea. It's going to take some time, certainly, and uh, some investment of money. Can you just talk about, and that's, it's hard to, it can be hard to find time and money. 
can talk about some of the reasons why owners that have put it off for whatever reason really do need to you know, put this as, you know, as a top 10, top five priority in amongst all the other things they do day to day. Okay. Um, look, putting it simplistically, um, people need to address their exit. And let's face it, everyone's going to exit their business, even if they die at their desk, they're exiting yep, their that's business. That's an exit, yeah. Yeah, so everyone's going to exit their business. So simplistically, if they, they want to do it properly, um, it's because they want to maximise their potential sale or exit price or um, value when they pass it on to their next generation. They, they need to make sure that what they're doing is going to be tax effective so that when they sell the business, and let's, for the sake of discussion at the moment, just talk about selling a business. Um, so when they go to sell their business, that um, they um, make it as tax effective as, uh, as possible. Um, they also need to make sure that there are going to be no legal issues that come and hit them uh, behind the head um, as part of the process that will either reduce the, uh, the price they're going to get or cause them other sorts of legal issues that might come up. They also need to make sure that things are going to be uh, as stress-free as possible. I won't deny there is going to be some stress no matter what way you do it unless you take the death at your desk approach and then the stress is going to be on your family. Yeah. But um, uh, if, if you're organised, then at least you can minimise that stress and at the end of the day, you can make everyone uh, happy within your family, staff, etc. So that's the, uh, I suppose, the, the the short form answer to your question. Yeah, and it, so um, it, it's it's the um, whatever you take from it, pleasure or comfort that you've got a plan, and that yeah. the others that are close to you know you have a plan. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, uh, correctly. Uh, oh, correct. And it's not just. Um, you, but it's your, your family, and uh, to a certain extent, albeit you might not be telling uh, them, it's your staff and customers as well. Because um, the better you plan, the better off they're going to be in the uh, uh, the event of an exit as well. Um, Pl- plenty of owners do. I mean, I deal with owners every day who are contemplating or are ready to exit, and, and the business, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, isn't ready. But some of the reasons that they that that or the concerns they have are sometimes they put themselves third or fourth in and they they worry about staff or they worry about customers i mean not not every every owner but a lot of them do and so what what's the you work with a lot of medium sized businesses and 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 this process you know i'm gathering is it's going to involve engaging with quite a few professionals and it's not it's got to be relative to the value of the business but it's also got to be there's got to be a point where the 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 investment you make um, gives you a lot of you know comfort that things are okay if if the worst happens or if if uh, in that case of that hvac company a uh, bigger competitor knocks on the door and they've, they're not completely at uh, odds with what their business is worth or what's involved in the sale process. Um, so, you know, how do you, how do you convince an owner to, to, 
to to invest in those 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 professionals and that advice and that and take that time. Um, how long's a piece of string? It's 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 one of the hardest questions to uh, to answer in that um, unless you can convince that owner to recognise the importance of exit planning, um, you, you, you're just going to get nowhere. And um, just as a bit of background, um, uh, I think ASIC came up with this, the stats that about 50% of people or thereabouts um, don't have wills. Um, some other um, surveys done in the USA and Canada and that I'll look along the lines of that uh, uh, more than half, 65 or 75%, uh, sorry, I don't have the stats right at my uh, fingertips It's now. a big number, uh, big percentage. Yeah, uh, uh, business owners, they, uh, they haven't done exit planning. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, of those that uh, have sold businesses, uh, about three quarters of them have actually come back and said that they weren't satisfied with the way they actually exited their business, um, whether it um, was the timing, whether it was um, the financial return they got or, or other aspects. So you're talking uh, 50% of people don't have wills, so immediately you're setting up um, uh, issues that might have um, uh, family consequences. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you depart early yeah. and you – if you don't have a will, let alone a plan for what to do with the this asset called a business or a potential yep. asset, yeah, it can leave others in a, a real pickle. That was part one of the three-part discussion I'm having with Norman Hall from Exit by Design. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Tune in uh, next week for the second part. As you can tell from that conversation, Norman does bring a pretty interesting perspective and a relevant perspective uh, as a business owner but also as an advisor a banker, you know, he saw businesses go broke. He saw families get um, torn apart by not addressing some of the fundamental issues around exit planning. So next week we pick up where um, where where the exit planning process often starts, which is with challenging and difficult conversations between family members and their advisors. Um, and we get into some of the nitty-gritty of the mechanics of exit planning. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.